This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek. I hope you are doing well. I hope when you are listening to this, we're doing something fun, like heading on a road trip or going for a walk. Even if you're one who listens to podcasts while you're cleaning the house or mowing the lawn, that's okay too. I'm just happy to be in your ears right now with you talking about nutrition today. Quick shameless plug, if you haven't left a review for the podcast yet and you've been enjoying these episodes, please take like 30 seconds, head into the Apple Podcast app and hit the stars. Even if you don't type out a review, that's okay. I know you're busy. I get it. I appreciate the stars because it helps move the podcast around in the algorithm and get it in front of people who are interested in learning more about what we're talking about, but maybe just don't have, you know, they don't have the algorithm on their side to see it. So if you leave me a comment, that's awesome too, but I'd like to, I, I, I just, I take the stars as well. Or if you're an A-plus student and you want to leave me both the stars and a review, I'd be so thankful. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to preface the topic by telling you a little story. So gather round for story time with Steph. This story takes place in a long ago time of yesterday, I was at an event at a local college that was for their staff and their employees. Now, I don't like to show up to an event without something to give or to educate on. So for this event, I decided to make a soup to bring. Now, this soup was one that I had merged and crafted out of three different recipes. Um, Side note, that's the beauty of taking a food as medicine type approach. When you understand the nutrients in food and what the nutrients do for the body, you can take any issue or time of year or symptom and craft a supportive recipe around it. This is what I teach clients to do. This is what I've studied for the past six years. And this is why I'm working on something that's super big that I think I'm releasing more likely in January that's going to be super helpful for people. But anyways, right now, at the time of this recording, it's November. It's getting colder. It's getting darker. It's getting darker longer. We're heading into a season of potential colds and flus and viruses and whatnot. So at this point, most people are looking for that buzzy phrase, immune boosting. Now, I'll say my opinion on that phrase. Spoiler alert, I think it's incredibly misleading. But what I will say is we want to make sure you are getting the correct amount of macro and micronutrients to allow all of your body systems, whether it's your immune system or your digestive system or your cardiovascular system, we want them all working properly. So the soup I made had some amazingly beneficial ingredients. It was a carrot and ginger soup, so it had a huge amounts of vitamin A, lots of fiber, lots of protein, calcium, iron, vitamin C, all the things. It also had phytonutrients that are specifically known for being antiviral and antioxidant and anti-inflammatory. Lots of antis happening in this soup. So I made this soup because one, it's really good, and two, 
I wanted to talk to people about the power of the ingredients and the certain nutrients in it to help heal their body and support it during challenging times to the body systems. By the way, I'll put the recipe in the show notes, or if you uh, if you follow me on Instagram, it's also in my Instagram under the recipe button, so you can just click on there and find it. Now, at this event, one very sweet lady came up to me and asked some great questions about these ingredients. I had the ingredients all listed out and all the nutrition info listed out, and I wanted to talk to people about it. So we had a wonderful conversation. She was looking at the ingredients and then the nutrition facts and had this moment of pause. <laughs> and when I say pause, like it was it was almost like from a cartoon where she was taking a sip of the soup because I had it in little cups and she's taking a sip of the soup. She paused. And if it were a cartoon, I'd swear she would have done like a spit take <laughs> because she was she stopped and she was like, why does it have so much fat in it? She was almost like aghast as if I had tried to pull a fast one on her or something like that. And before I discussed the reasoning with her and the source of the fat, it was plant-based fats, by the way, which nobody really talks about, but I digress. I asked her, what worries you about having fat in your soup? And she kind of paused and thought for a minute. And she said, oh, I guess I just assumed most soups were fat-free. Now, this type of realization she was having is super common. I see this quite often with working uh, with people and just people I talk to. It's the remnants of the fat is bad and the fat will make you fat mentality. This myth has long been disproven, but those of us who grew up in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s may still have it embedded deep in our subconscious somewhere. And that's okay. But when you know better, you do better, right? So that's what I want to spend some time talking about today. Now, fat is a macronutrient. Same as protein and same as carbohydrates. They're the macros, if you will, if you've heard of that term before. These are called macronutrients because the word macro means large. So we need these nutrients in larger amounts. You see these on a nutrition label usually measured in grams. So you'd see like 10 grams of protein, 25 grams of carbs, 2 grams of fat, whatever. Pretty much everything else, other vitamins and minerals, are called micronutrients. And micro meaning small or nutrients we need in smaller amounts. When you look at a nutrition label, you may see these in milligrams or sometimes international units or IUs. So you'd see 100 milligrams of calcium, five milligrams of iron, you get the point. We still need these, they're essential, meaning we need to get them from food, but we need them in smaller amounts. And the beautiful thing about nutrition is that certain nutrients complement each other and they support one another by using other nutrients in, in tandem to them or other enzymes to help be absorbed. So you may have heard this before. Things like iron is better absorbed with vitamin C or calcium and vitamin D help each other absorb. This is why whole foods versus supplements is usually better absorbed because nature has already put the things needed in the thing to help your system absorb it better. Not all the time, but usually. So when it comes to vitamins, you may be familiar with the phrase water-soluble or fat-soluble. Some vitamins are water-soluble, meaning they dissolve in water, and some are fats or lipid-soluble, which means they require the presence of dietary fat to be absorbed. There's also bile involved, but that's you know a whole other topic. I'm keeping it simple. So now the fat-soluble vitamins are vitamins A, D, E, and K. There's no pop quiz on this later, by the way. I'm just, just for your general knowledge. 
Vitamins A, D, E, and K. These vitamins require dietary fats to help get them where they need to go in the body. Most all the other vitamins are water-soluble. Now, knowing that A, D, E, and K need fats to help them absorb, what do you think happens when someone has a low-fat diet? Chances are they may have trouble absorbing those specific nutrients and they can become deficient. And let's take a quick moment and talk about what those specific nutrients do in the body. I'm going to keep it super basic. There's a bunch of tasks that each of these do, but I want to keep it simple. So let's talk about a couple of them. So vitamin A is important for vision, for bone health, reproductive systems, cell health, and immune function. Vitamin D is important for bone health immune system, calcium regulation. Remember, calcium is an electrolyte and it takes balancing of electrolytes to help you feel well. And also vitamin D is important for cell health. Vitamin E helps with your skin, helps with your eyes, heart health, as well as immune system support. And vitamin K is important for blood clotting, bone and tooth health, and it's an important coenzyme for your body. So did you hear some commonalities in there. I heard bone, I heard immune, antioxidants, cell health. So if we need those nutrients to do those things and those nutrients need fat to help them absorb so they can do those things, what happens when we still have a fear of eating fat? There's a huge push during the winter months for immune boosting supplements. Those that are filled with vitamin C and zinc and elderberry, elderberry and all those things are great. Those are great nutrients. But you may be missing the boat or not doing your good intentions justice if you're, if you're not providing the essential nutrients your body uses to help absorb certain vitamins in the first place that help the immune system. Makes sense? So back to my story about the sweet lady at the event. I explained to her that the plant-based fats that I included in this recipe, which by the way, were coconut milk and chickpeas, were intentionally put in there to help absorb the star nutrients like vitamin A, as well as to add that feeling of fullness, that soup that doesn't have fat or are limited in fiber. They just don't provide that full feeling. I told her I couldn't exactly call this soup immune supportive if it didn't help absorb the supportive nutrients in the first place. I also, as a side note, explained that the turmeric that was in there, which I, of course, put turmeric in there for anti-inflammatory and you know purposes, turmeric needs black pepper, which was also in there. So I, it was a really good conversation to uh, help open her eyes to the fact that certain things are in there for certain reasons. Um, I, I didn't really finish my thought. Black pepper helps turmeric be absorbed better. So actually, fun fact, if you are taking a turmeric or curcumin supplement, you'll see black pepper usually, or you should, also in the ingredient list. So take a peek at that if you have one of those in your your house. The point is, recipes and foods absolutely can and should be used as a tool to support your body. Do you have to have a doctorate in nutrition to make your food choices be beneficial? Of course not. Does knowing what certain nutrients do in the body and how to best absorb them help you? Sure, maybe. But to make things simple... Focus on getting whole foods most of the time in a wide variety and lowering your additives or artificial ingredients and colorings while tuning in and listening to your body. 
You can't support your body if you aren't listening to it and paying attention to the symptoms that you are having. So you'd be surprised. Maybe you wouldn't, but I'm kind of surprised sometimes how many people I start working with and I, I usually give them a simple symptoms questionnaire and the response I get is, oh, I, I actually, I didn't realize how much, how many headaches I get. I kind of have a lot of headaches or I have, I kind of have more indigestion or acid reflux more frequently than I thought. You know, it's okay. We're on autopilot and distracted a large portion of the day. But let's take a moment now to actually assess how you feel. How do you feel? What's your energy like? Do you have any aches, pains, or soreness? What's your mood and your attitude like right now? That's very much diet related. Are you clear headed or do you have brain fog? Do you feel hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you stressed, sneezy, sleepy, grumpy, dopey? I can't think of any other seven doors, but you get my point. What do you notice? Simply take that this moment to just do a scan real quick of your body, mental scan. The point is, is are you fueling your body? Are you giving your body foods to help support the symptoms that you're having, help remedy the symptoms you're having? If there's something that doesn't feel right for you or that you don't feel good with or good about, how can your food choices better support you? So as we approach the end of the year, I hear a lot of people say, I just need to get through the holidays. Then I'll focus on my health again. Is this you? Be honest. Is this you? Have you said this? It's okay if it is. But what about taking the pressure off of having the perfect routine or the perfect diet during the holidays and just focus on some key supportive habits or foods that will help you feel great, improve your energy, and keep your immune system and digestive system running smoothly? Just focusing on three little things doesn't sound hard, right? In fact, it can be, dare I say, fun. I think keeping things fun is so important, especially when we are heading into a season that can be stressful and chaotic. I also personally have a competitive streak in me and I love a good competition. So to make healthy habits fun and to have a friendly competition, we're doing a challenge. Whoop, whoop. I've run some super fun challenges in the past that helped people develop key eating and movement habits. And I want to aim this one around not putting off your goals during the holidays. This challenge is called the Slay the Season Wellness Challenge, and it starts November 27th. That's the Monday right after Thanksgiving, coming up in a few weeks here. This challenge will run just four weeks and it will go from the 27th through December 31st. So during the challenge, similar to some of my other challenges for those who've done one in the past, we'll be focusing on servings of vegetables that you eat in a day, ounces of water or hitting your water goals every day, and exercise minutes. That's it. Those three things. You record your servings and your minutes in the app and you earn points depending on how many servings or how many minutes you've done that day. Then you get to see yourself on the leaderboard so you can push yourself to stay focused and move up the board. In past challenges, we've had spouses and siblings and mothers and daughters and coworkers and neighbors and best friends all supporting each other with some friendly competition and accountability. There's some sassiness going on but in a lighthearted way, of course. It's never been mean. So um, that's, that's a good thing. It's not super uh, mean competition. It's just friendly banter. The goal is to not eat a million pounds of veggies and be crowned 
ruler of the land. It's to challenge yourself to add another serving of veggies in during your day when it's easy to forget or put it off when you get busy. You stay consistent with key nutrients and antioxidants during the holidays so you don't come into the new year feeling run down and tired and sick. Has that happened to you in the past where you get through the holidays and come January, you know, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, you come down with a cold or the flu and it's just kind of this like illness. Well, that is caused by lack of supportive nutrients, lots of stress added to you, lots of travel, all the things. Uh, but there's, there's ways to support your body to hopefully minimize that from happening. It's a lot of fun. Oh, and there are prizes as well. So if you think this sounds like a fun thing to sign you and your friends or your family up for, I will put the link to sign up in the show notes, or you can also head over to my website at foodfactornutrition.com slash backslash forward slash whatever that little line is, slay the season. So foodfactornutrition.com slash slay the season and get yourself registered. It's only $29 and it's going to be a fun way to treat yourself to something supportive. Do you need another scarf or fruitcake for the mailman? No, join the challenge and do yourself some good instead. It's a present to yourself. So again, the sign up link is in the show notes or on my website, foodfactornutrition.com slash slay the season. And I'll see you in the challenge. I'll also be doing lives and videos each week with tips and recipes. So of course I'm not gonna leave you hanging. I will, I will help support you in finding ways to add more veggies into your day. That is gonna be simple and easy and not something you're gonna have to stress about, um, but just fun ways to kind of add them in. So I would love to see you in the challenge. It's going to be a big fun blast and it's a fun way to get to know new people. I've had a lot of friendships made in my challenges before. Uh, but also just really focus on supporting one another, supporting your own health. And it's a good positive way to end the year and start the year on a positive note. So again, sign up for that. Uh, it's coming up in the next couple of weeks, starts November 27th. So if you're listening to this after November 27th, you can uh, hang out for the next time we run a challenge. But, uh, but I would love to see you in there. And again, if you have not yet left a review for the podcast, please head over to the Apple Podcast app or the Google app and uh, leave a, either punch the stars or leave a, a written review. I would be so appreciative of that. And I really thank all the people who have done that already. It means the world to me. So on that note, go make yourself some supportive soup. The link is in the show notes or on my Instagram at, at Food Factor Nutrition Instagram. And uh, let me know how you like it and let me know what ingredients you add to help boost the nutrition of your favorite soups or chilies or dishes. I'd love to hear it. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.